listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where you will receive solid inspiration and prayer that will set you up for a solid weekend. And guess what? An even better week. Listen, I get it. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. You want to rest. But I want to assure you, whether you're in your bed or exercising or running errands, if you turn to this podcast, then there is a word for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the topic for today's podcast is, I want a man. I want a man. Now, I'm a single woman, okay? I am S-I-N-G-L-E, single. And I've been single for a very long time. It's been me, Jesus, and my son for a very long time. And I believe that my time of singleness was necessary. It was necessary for my healing. It was necessary for me to confront issues that I would probably overlook because a man has my attention. And guess what, y'all? I am so grateful for the period of singleness that I had because I was able to do these things. But honey, it's time for me to date, okay? It is time for me to date. And the issue that I'm having is that dating out in these streets isn't easy. That is if you have standards. But that's another podcast for another day. But, but, but I crossed paths with this man that literally slid himself into my life and eventually gained my attention. And let me tell you, he was tall, dark, handsome, fine. He loved God. He's intelligent, wealthy, pursued God, my Lord today. Mm. And he's a leader naturally and spiritually active in his church, musically inclined. He is humble. Listen, needless to say, I really liked him. Now, he wasn't a perfect man, but he seemed like a good man. So I allowed him to sweep me off my feet for a little minute. And then somebody say, and then. And then this happened. He asked me, have you been married before? I answered, yes. But unfortunately, I was divorced. He answered, I'm sorry to hear that. My child's mother and I are not together anymore either. Wait a minute. I paused for a second to see if I really wanted to ask him the next question. Because listen, y'all, I read between the lines. And what he was saying in between the lines, I really didn't want to confront that issue. But I did. So I asked him, I said, are you divorced? or just separated? He answered, we've been separated for a very long time. And I finally decided to get the process started so that I can officially move on. Now, most people, especially in today's culture, they've been like, okay, you got the process started and you've been separated for X amount of years. It's okay. But I'm sorry, y'all. Remember, I told y'all that it's different when you date with standards, especially when you want to live a life that is pleasing to God. and You want God to bless that relationship because I don't know about you, but I'm just not casually dating. I'm dating with marriage in mind. And ultimately, I want God's hand to be upon my marriage. So uh, I got to do what it takes to glorify God, for God to get the glory from the relationship that I choose to pursue. So guess what? Upon hearing this, I began to cry inside because at that moment, I knew that I would have to let go of what I strongly wanted to hold on to. It was hard, y'all, because everything within me wanted to justify what I knew God didn't approve of. And it was because 
I wanted it so badly. And also the hope for something better than this was dim. So anyway, I confronted the issue and I shared my beliefs and that was it. I only did enough to clear my conscience, but I continued to talk with him. So a day passed, and although I confronted the issue, I knew that I had to address the issue. Now, I confronted it. Let me make the distinction, okay? I confronted it, meaning that I acknowledged it and I shared my stance on it, but I needed to address the issue, which meant not just talking about it, but actually taking action. So here I am sitting, and the issue was weighing heavily on my heart. And I began to tell God, okay, I'm going to do it after our date. I have me a little date set up, okay? <laughs> and I planned to tell him and to address the issue after our date. And I justified that thought by saying that I needed to tell him face-to-face -face versus over the phone. But then God said something to me that completely shifted me. Somebody say he'll do it every time. Yes, he will. He said, are you esteeming what you want higher than my word? Now, this is Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 in living color. And that scripture says, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So at that moment, my motives, my thoughts, my intentions of my heart was exposed. All of that was exposed. But he continued by saying, your actions say that you want him more than you desire me. You love him more than you love me. And I said, forgive me. I want you and I tell y'all, like when God came to me from that place, within minutes, I had this guy on the phone and I told him that I couldn't pursue this relationship until his divorce was final. I wanted to just share this with you to show you how easy it is to become deceived and entangled in something that you know doesn't please God. We can justify it all day, but you know in your heart, you know in your gut, that this right here, it doesn't please God. And honestly, living in a culture where there is little to no accountability makes it really easy for us to live on our justifications. My goodness. It makes it easy for us to live on what we justify to be right. But God's truth is the truth, period. It's true, period. You can't take away from it and you can't add to it. It is what it is. And we got to take it and live it just because it's easy to hide in a culture that doesn't have any accountability, that doesn't have many standards, doesn't mean that God doesn't see it all. He sees it all and will address the issue so that you can refocus and get on the right track again. Listen, y'all, God is aware of your desires. He placed those desires in your heart. And knowing that should give you extra security that since your desires were originated by him and from him, that he will give it to you and exceed your expectations while doing it. So I want to ask you today, are you esteeming what you want 
what you desire over his word, over God's word, you know he's been speaking to you. What are you holding on to now that he wants you to let go of? You know, I begin to think of parents. I'm a parent of a wonderful son. And I began to think when parents begin to childproof their home and parents begin to childproof their home the moment their child becomes mobile. Okay, the moment their child becomes mobile, because once a baby recognizes or begins to recognize his, his or her independence, then they begin to explore. And oftentimes they go for the first thing that is attractive to them. However, what they're attracted to isn't always good for them. They don't know that because they're just attracted to it. They're blinded by the shininess or the sound that it makes or the texture that it has. But the parent has experience and knowledge with those things that the baby or the toddler doesn't have. So the parent has to take it from the baby. And guess what? If the baby really likes it, then the baby is going to throw a tantrum because they think that they need it because they only see good in that moment. But the parent knows what the outcome could be if they continue to hold on to that thing. It's the same thing with God. We can only see a portion of what we're holding on to. We can only see how it's making us feel right now. We don't know what's down the line. So what are you choosing to hold on to that may seem good to you? What is that thing? You may be super attracted to it, but God is like that parent who has experience and knowledge about things that you are attracted to. He sees that it's not good for you. He sees that it's not good for your well-being. He sees that it's not good for your destiny, your peace, your joy. And that's why he's leading you to let go of it. If this is you, then I want to pray with you because, honey, listen, I know the feeling. I know it good and well. <laughs> I know what it's like to experience something that you haven't experienced for a long time, only to find out that you have to walk away from it and wait a little while longer. But be encouraged, y'all, because even as I began to say that, when you wait a little while longer, then that just means that something better is on the horizon. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but better is worth the wait. When you listen to this podcast, I want you to hashtag or post that better is worth the wait and then share this podcast so that others can be blessed by it. But let's go ahead and pray. Father, God, you're so great. You're so kind. You're so loving, Father. And we thank you today, Father. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your faithfulness towards us. Even when we were unfaithful to you, Father, thank you for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Your truth endures for all generations. And Father, we thank you and we bless you. There is no way that we can repay you for all the things that you have done for us, but what we have, we will give to you. And what we have is our praise. So Father, we say thank you. 
Your word says that from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy of our praise. So Father, we open up our mouths, God, and give you a praise. We shabak you today, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you what's due, Father. And we shout hallelujah to your name and say, Lord God, be magnified, be glorified, God, for you are truly worthy of our praise. And right now, Father, I just want to take a moment to lift up my brothers and my sisters in Christ who may be struggling at this moment. I pray that you will give them the strength to carry out your will for their lives, Father. I pray that you will give them clarity of what you desire for them, God. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that their faith will be increased, Father, that they will not focus on what they have lost or what may seem to be a loss, Father, but that they will focus on your purpose behind the loss, that they will focus on your purpose behind the disappointment, that they will focus on your purpose purpose, God, within the situation, Father, in the name of Jesus. So right now, God, I pray that you will root out anything that will cause them or stop them from operating in faith, from moving out in faith. I pray that you will root out any fear or anxiety that they may be feeling at this moment. And I pray that your peace will fall afresh upon them right now. Send your peace, God, that passes all understanding, Father, and settle their hearts and minds right now, God, in the name of Jesus. For your word says, God, that you will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. So I pray, God, that their mind will be stayed on you, Father. Even as Jesus calmed the storm by saying, peace be still, Father, I stand in authority and speak right now by faith that every storm will come to a calm right now in the name of Jesus. Racing thoughts have to stop. And I say, peace be still in Jesus' name. Peace be still in Jesus' name. Father, would you remove any and all distractions that would cause them to drift further and further away from you? Remove connections that would cause them to settle for less than what you have have for them, Father. May your spirit align with their spirit and may their spirits be enlightened and revived as a result, Father, knowing that you have better and greater things for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you now, God, for you even increasing their capacity to trust you all the more. And right now, God, I speak to them and say, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Father, I pray for humility to fall afresh upon them. I pray for obedience to fall afresh upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, would you shower your anointing upon them now? Destroy every yoke of bondage, including the yoke of pride, including the yoke of fear, God, that will cause them to lean on their own understanding. And I pray right now that those yokes will be shattered and destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, may they return to you, change their hearts, turn them back to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for a fresh move of God right here, right now, that will cause them to surrender their hearts to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Make them new, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, lean not to your own understanding, but give your heart to God. You don't know it all, but he's omniscient and he does. He knows it all and he's protecting you from whatever it is that the enemy is trying to ensnare or entangle you in. 
So lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your heart is safe with God. Your heart is safe with God. Trust in him with all of your heart. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you for your presence. And we thank you for your strength and your freedom that we feel even now. I decree and declare freedom over everybody and every mind in the name of Jesus. Accept freedom today, people of God. It's yours. Father, we let go of those things that don't glorify you. Those things that are not good for us. Those things that are not good for our growth. And we give it to you. Be glorified in this vessel, Father in these vessels, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for this time that we have had together. And I pray right now that you will go with us in our day. In the mighty matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining. It is my prayer that you are blessed, that you have gotten some insight and some inspiration today. And if you have gotten that inspiration and prayer, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you next time.